0: Previously on Unpacked. He really
1: treated me like a lady, but I didn't realize that it wasn't love. He beat me up so badly that I couldn't walk. I never hid the abuse. I will be carried out in a black body bag. And there were tears, there was blood, and there was a gun.
0: After 18 years in an abusive relationship, Filda Sarli killed her partner in self-defense. This is part two of her story, Let's unpack. So now what happens when he gets home? So he
1: gets home. So I get home firstly. And I've got this bucket loaded with all my equipment and everything. Mm. And I just leave it. And I think, you know what? Tomorrow morning, I'll take everything off. And I get home. I take two painkillers. And I get into bed. And I fall fast asleep. But it's like, I don't know if it was minutes later or hours later. But Mm. I just feel this person walking over me. Mm. Trampling on me and he grabs me and he pulls me out of bed. And first of all, I thought, because I was so drowsy, Mm. I didn't know if it was him, is it a burglar, or was Mm. it somebody trying to rape me or kill me? And then I realized that it was him, just Mm. by his voice. Pardon, because the light was off. And then eventually switched the light on. And then he started beating me. Mm. He beat me so badly that I actually prayed that God night. And I said, you know what, God, I don't deserve to be here.
0: Mm.
1: I don't deserve to be treated like this. Rather take my life. Yes. Let James kill me tonight. I was I've chosen, I've chosen that path, that that decision, and I made that decision that night, that I can die tonight. Oh. That my I will be carried out in a black body bag. Mm. And whether he was gonna kill me or he's gonna leave me there or whatever, but it was the way he beat me, he's never beaten me as badly as he mm. beat me that night. I mean, I actually went to go stand behind the curtain. I hid behind the curtain in the room. Mm. But what for? If I think about it, it was a salif. But it was, I thought it would protect me. Mm. And on numerous occasions when he used to beat me, come home and be drunk and hit me, I used to say, I just need to go to the toilet. Yes. And by me going to the toilet, by the time I get back from the bathroom, I would stay so long that he'd be falling asleep. Mm. But that night he said to me, you're not going anywhere. I tried to use that mm. escape uh, way of escape. And he said, you're not going
0: anywhere.
1: Mm. Tonight I'm going to kill you. Wow. He, he handed, said those words. He said that words. He handed me my cell phone. And he said to me, phone each and everybody on your cell phone. And tell them that you are never going to see them again. By that time, my mother had passed on already. Mm. He says, you will be spending, you'll see your mother. Mm. You've been missing your mother, you'll see her now. Because I'm going to kill you. He gave me my, I took my cell phone. The minute I took my phone, he wanted to know who am I phoning. Mm. Oh, you're phoning your son now. Let your son come and see how he's going to help you. Because by the time he gets here, his mother's going to be dead. Now, my son was an adult already, Mm. and he had his own life, his own family. Mm. And my son hated, my children hated what James was doing to me. Mm. And there was nothing that they could do, because it was what I had chosen. Yes. It was my choice. Yes. And it, it came to the point where I didn't see my children. I couldn't see my children. Mm-hmm. If I if I wanted to see them, I would have to make alternate plans without him knowing mm. that I'm seeing my children.
0: Because he didn't want you to see your children? Want to, he
1: didn't want you to see my children. Wow.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He was so possessive over me.
0: Yes.
1: And the relationship that I had with my children, even though I wasn't living with them.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: And then, anyway, so... He came home and he beat me up so badly, choked me and took my phone and said I must phone the people. And as I took the phone, I mean, that was now, now you, you were told to phone and now you're phoning and now he's beating you because you're phoning. Yes. And then the next minute he gets off the bed, because this is all happening on the bed now. Mm. Next minute he gets, on the, gets off the bed and he goes to the closet. Mm. We had like a built walk-in closet and he goes to his underwear drawer And I knew exactly what he was going to do. To get his gun. He's getting his gun, because that's where he kept his gun. And when he came with his gun, I just prayed, and I said, God forgive me for what I've done to my children,
0: Mm.
1: Mm. because they're never going to see their mother again. Mm. And that was, I wasn't fearing for my life. Mm. I was fearing for what they have to go through by coming to find my body. Mm the next day or whenever, Mm. because they might not even have known Mm. that I was dead. Mm. And that was my biggest fear. And then he came to the bed and he started beating me and slapping me around, kicking me off off the bed, on the bed. I was bruised from my head right down. Mm. He never, ever hit me in my face, Mm. because that's how clever he was. Yes because obviously I would cover up. If I go out, I'd cover up, irrespective. And the next minute he was on top of me, Mm. and he was choking me. But he put the gun down next to me. Mm. So I was against the headboard, and he had his hands against, choking me. And as I was reaching out, I felt I had the gun in my hand. And within, I don't know I can't tell you whether it was a second or a minute, mm. but he was on top of me and I was and I pushed him away from me
0: mm.
1: and I fired a shot.
0: Where did you hit him?
1: I thought I hit him in the shoulder mm. but apparently it was in the shoulder mm. but the bullets that was in the gun we later out established was um hollow points mm-hmm. There's was a hollow point that uh, on impact, it opens up. Yes. So it, it affected, everyone. yeah, it affected his other organs. Hmm. Because if it was a normal bullet, it would have, it, it wouldn't have been so fatal. Yes. And I was so scared. I just, and as I ran.
0: So you, you, you fired at him. Did he fall?
1: Yeah, he on fell. The floor? He fell on the bed. Mm-hmm. He just fell because he was like on top of me, so yes. he just fell on the bed. And then I I just saw this red mark. I didn't realise that I actually shot him. Yes. And then I just saw it because he was wearing a white t-shirt. And mm. I saw the black stain. And then I ran because I knew that if he if gets it's up, up there, if mm. he gets up there, he's going to kill me. Mm. And I ran and I grabbed, this, I, had this, I still had the gun in my hand, and I grabbed the cell phone and I ran out, out of the house. I unlocked the door. I don't know how I unlocked the door. Mm. And I left the gun on the... Coffee table. Mm. And I ran. Fortunately, my aunt just lives a house away. Mm. And then I phoned her and I said to her, I just shot, I shot James. Mm. And then as I was going towards them, I found 10 triple one. Mm. And I said to them, I just shot my husband. Mm. Please come out mm. And by the time I got to the house next door, to a house away, they were already outside. Mm. and then the cops came a few minutes later and they went to the house and I stayed at mm. my aunt's place. I never went back to the house yes. because I was scared. And I said to them, they must please lock the doors because James is going to come now. Mm. They must please lock up because if he comes now, he's going to kill me. Mm. Not realising that the shot was fatal.
0: So how did the police or, or who was it that actually told you that the shot was fatal because now you are hiding um, at your aunt's place. Yes. Then the police came, they were busy
1: taking statements and I kept on asking everybody when is the paramedics leaving because I'm not hearing sirens. Yes. Because I want to hear the siren that's taking him to hospital yes. or whatever. And then I saw everybody walking up and down and, and my son was up and down, my daughter. So they had already arrived? They already had, they, they arrived. My daughter arrived from Annadale. My son phoned my daughter to say that I had shot James. And the news, everybody, the family, everybody was there at my aunt's place. And then the cops came, the paramedics came, and they tried to resuscitate him. But apparently i had lost so much blood and the, the bullet went into some of his organs, and that's what caused his death. And then my daughter came and she sat next to me on the arm of the chair. And she said, well, I don't know how to tell you this. Mm. And she actually whispered to me and she said to me that James is dead, Mm. that you killed James. And I just turned my head and I whispered, I actually whispered in her ear, and I said to her, don't tell anybody. Mm. Not realizing that everybody anybody else knew. knows mm. and I'm the last person to find out because nobody knew, had the guts to tell me and then it, I, it hit home that mm. I had killed him.
0: What was the, the first thought that went through your mind when your daughter said that James is dead? That I'm going to jail.
1: Mm. Did you
0: feel relief? No. Mm. Mm.
1: Mm. I didn't feel relief. Because mm.
0: remember, I still loved him. Yes. I think that's the hardest... I, I, I feel for you there. I think that's the hardest... Part that um, anyone who's never been in a situation like that to understand.
1: Now, they, and whoever I told the story said, "Oh, well done." Mm-hmm. And to me, it wasn't well done because it's thirteen—it's going on thirteen years, and I still have to live with it. I still have to live with the thought that I killed somebody, and I killed somebody that I
0: loved. Mm. Um, that's, you know, I'm going to be frank with you. Obviously, before we sit and have this conversation, um, I'm aware of the details of the story. But I think even now, as you share some of the things that he's done, um, it's hard not to feel relieved on your behalf because... I I can't see what life would be like if he made it. So, do you ever think, you know, in the moments, like you say, you have to live with the fact that you killed someone you love? Do you think of what the other life would be, even if that's just to console yourself?
1: Yeah, no, I've, I've realized that it is a relief if I look at my children and I look at my grandchildren because I would never have the relationship Mm. that I have today,
0: Mm.
1: that I have with them now, Mm. if James is still alive because he wouldn't allow it. And first of all, my daughter made an oath to herself that she will not have her children around him. Mm. And that was gonna be my loss. Yes. That was going to be my loss, where I would not have a relationship Mm. with the ones that I love. So it was a matter of, if I had to choose, and I'm sorry to say it, Mm. that I would choose the life I have today without James.
0: I'm happy that, on hindsight, that that is your choice. Because it means that there's some healing that has taken place for you to be at that point. Yes. Um, if somebody's watching and they're wondering to themselves, you had grandchildren, you had children, he didn't allow you to see them, why was that not the thing that made you say, I'm done for real? Hmm. Why was that not the thing? And that
1: was, as I say, it was a question that was always asked, why didn't I leave? Yes. And the thing was that, that I was scared. Hmm. Of my children's lives and mm. my grandchildren, my grandson. At that time, I just had the one grandson. And I would rather be dead than have mm. them being killed. Mm. Because I, I, can, I can put my head on a block. Mm. If James had shot me that night, mm. he was going to shoot himself. Mm. Because he was too much of a coward to deal with the consequences. To, do, to have dealt with the consequences. Mm. He would definitely have shot himself. So, that's what I think. Yeah. But I, I knew the man that he was, and he wasn't gonna. I don't think he would want to be in jail mm. or go to prison for me. Mm. So he would. It would have been a double a murder. murder. A yeah. Yeah. Mm. Murder suicide, mm. as you say.
0: So, you were saying that your daughter, you know, sat on the arm of the chair and had whispered to you, and you whispered back, "Don't tell anyone." Um. What were some of the things that happened after that?
1: Well, then I went went mad. It was like I was a lunatic because then I realized what I had done. Yes. The consequences. Mm. And with a police woman sitting in front of me, Mm. because it was a woman that interviewed me, and I just looked at her and I thought, well, you know, after this they're going to take me out here in handcuffs, Mm. and I don't want my children to see this.
0: Is that what happened? No. What happened?
1: Fortunately, they did not prosecute.
0: So it, it, b- before we get to the prosecution, I mean, in that moment, <clears throat> I mean, I'm assuming they could see for themselves. Yes.
1: That the you had been yeah.
0: beaten up. So did they choose to, you didn't spend a night in a holding cell or anything Nothing. like that?
1: no. The, what did the, they say to you? They said to me, I must come back. I must come back. That was, was early hours Sunday morning. Yes. And they said to me on Monday morning, please come to the police station with witnesses that you need mm. to make your case, to state your case. You need your children there, mm. whoever was there. But we I, there was no witnesses. It was just myself. Yes. I was the only person there. But people to give character Reference. statements, references yeah. about what happened. Yes. So
0: already they were not they were not suspecting it was they could already see for themselves. Let me rather say that this was a self defence self defence situation situation definitely. How because now your family had been called, how did his family get told?
1: His family was phoned. I I tried to phone his sister because she was the first person that I had left. Yes, that was with me the night, and I tried to phone. I kept on phoning and phoning. But I didn't want to phone his mother. Mm. I just felt I can't phone his mother and tell her Mm. that I had shot Mm. him. Then I phoned his brother. Mm. Or somebody phoned his brother. I can't even remember who phoned his Mm. brother. And his brother and this brother's wife came through. Yes. And then they came and they saw what had happened and they were fine. Mm. You know, they accepted, they saw what I looked like and they were fine with everything. But the next day, everything took a 180-degree uh, turn around.
0: What happened the next
1: day? When I wanted to go and see his mom to tell her what happened, mm. they wouldn't they didn't want to see me. Mm. Because then they already felt that I had fabricated the story. Mm. Because somehow, in somebody's mind, somebody made up a story at the scene that it was my son.
0: Oh, that killed
1: him? That killed him. Mm. Somehow my son got his gun... Mm. into my son's hand, Mm. and my son shot him through the window.
0: And you are protecting.
1: And I was protecting my son. But Mm. the ballistics and everything was on my hands. Yes. I mean, the police came and they took photographs of everything that happened. But still today, there's a lot of people that still go around and say that it's my son that shot him.
0: So my question then would be, if it was your son that shot him, Would he not? Was would your son not have been shooting him because he was protecting you from losing your life, and in that moment, that be justified? You know, if we're going by yeah,
1: by that reasoning, yeah, yes, yeah.
0: If we're going by that reasoning, because they are fully aware that your life was in danger.
1: Because let me be honest with you, and my son might hold me against, but I don't think he'll hold this against me. If my son. Could do it. He, he would have. have. He would have. Yeah. I think if my daughter could do it, she would have. Yeah. If anybody in my family could have done it, mm. they would have. Because I was a totally different person than the person I am today, mm. than the person that I was when I was living with James.
0: Mm.
1: As my granddaughter says, she can't wait to be 60 because I'm living my best life. Mm. Mm. You know, and and she just, and I said to her, I'm glad you see the life that I'm living now. I'm glad you didn't see the life that I lived.
0: The life that you lived, what were the, the events then that proceeded? So you went to the police station, people came, spoke on your behalf, gave their accounts of the fact that you were being abused, and this was happening for years. Yes. Um, the type of person that he was, they ran up his ID number and saw other cases against him.
1: Yes, they did.
0: What happened that you guys had to go to court? Was there charges laid or what was it that was going going on?
1: Yeah, about two years later, I got a... It was the summons, yeah, yes. a summons that I had to appear in court mm. because the charge against me was murder.
0: So there was a charge against there was a you. There was a charge against me. But you didn't serve... You I didn't, didn't this, go. Do no, it in jail. I, I didn't you, serve it. Yes.
1: Yeah, I didn't serve a day in jail. And then I went to court, and the pro, uh, judge said to me, "I need to get an advocate," mm. because it's the case the charge is murder.
0: Yes.
1: So um, we went to court, and every time the court the case was reminded, reminded, reminded mm. until the last day, and then I got an advocate, and um, the last day we went to court, the judge decided his family was in court, I was in court, my mm. family was in court, and then the judge decided that this was clearly a case of self-defence mm. because mm. if you look at the prior records and this woman, have, she has already made mm. cases against him and obviously I withdrew all the cases. Yes. So um, they decided, no, that I'm, I'm to go free. Mm.
0: How did his family take that?
1: Very, very badly. His mm. mother, according to somebody said, his mother was crying and they were ranting and raving. Mm. They even went to the prosecutor afterwards yes. and said to that this was an, an injustice mm. on their side of the family.
0: Mm.
1: And they wouldn't look me in the eye mm. and they wouldn't apologise to me because I wanted to apologise to them. Because I, the day I spoke to his mother, the Sunday, mm. I actually spoke to his mother before... Uh, the, the rest of the family got involved. Because mm. I phoned her and I said to her, I'm sorry. Mm. I apologize for what I've done. Yes. There's nothing, I don't know more what to say, but I'm sorry. And she said to me, I forgive you. Wow. But two days, a day later, it was a
0: whole new ball ballgame. Mm. 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 And it was the whole family that was that the way whole was, family. The whole not, family. Not a single sister or anybody? Nobody,
1: that's... not even the sister that was with me. Yes. That night. Yes. Not even her. She never even stood up.
0: What and were the What were the sentiments of the people, you know, who were at the party that you were saying in front of them? There will be blood when when I get home.
1: Well, they were. Well, they said like he got what he deserved. Hmm. That's what a lot of most of them said, because. He he, he said it not to one person. He said it to a a whole lot of them. Wow. And they knew his character. Yes. You know? So they they, they weren't sympathetic towards. Hmm. But then his family was also there.
0: Hmm. Some
1: of his cousins was at this uh, this after party. So they heard. But they denied it at the end of the day Hmm. that he went home to threaten me or went home to beat me.
0: Does his family deny, though, that he was abusive?
1: Well, the statements they gave to the police station, he was a saint. Mm. He had become a saint Mm. from the time that he's been beating me for 18 years and the day he died. The day he died, he became St. James.
0: Mm. Mm.
1: Because that's, I mean, all of the statements. And I think somebody, it looks like it was all typed out by one person. Yes. Because it was all the same story. Yes. It was like a pattern. And whereas mine was all handwritten from the police, because my aunt was there, my cousins, mm. everybody came and made their statements, my children.
0: Mm. What did your son <coughs> say when he realised what had happened?
1: My son's words, exactly. Mm. Is, this, is the pig not dead yet? Wow. Wow. Because obviously nobody was allowed to go into the house. Yes. But I didn't hear that because I was next door. Yes. So I don't know what was happening. But the words that he uttered mm. was, is that, is that pig not dead yet? Wow. And that was with a group of people standing around, with including his family. And that is my, my son. And until today, he feels exactly the same.
0: I mean, he's he, got no he had remorse. to witness you being abused. And he could point, do nothing. Yeah, he couldn't do anything mm. to the point that he wanted to do it himself at the age of 14. Yes. That's a lot to be exposed to as a child. How do you think your children's lives were affected by them having to witness everything you've been through?
1: Most of my daughter. hmm She's not in, she's also got this wall mm. that she's put up yes. you know for people not to get into her. She doesn't like to be hugged. Yes. She doesn't like to be touched. Mm. She's she just got this, but my son is so much my son is so much stronger,
0: yeah.
1: but he's also very soft. Mm. He's actually softer than what she is mm. because she's very hard. Mm. you know. And the day I went to the lawyer. And I said to him, the lawyer said to me, whatever gets said here between the two of us, please, can your daughter leave? And I said to him, he asked me, is it okay if your daughter's here? Mm. And he asked her, and she said, no, it's fine. She wants to be there.
0: Mm.
1: And I said to her, are you okay with being here? Because you're going to hear things mm. that you don't want to hear. Things that I've been shielding from you. It's. And that's the day my daughter found out that I was protecting them. Mm. That I was protecting them by staying in this relationship. Yes. Because I think they thought I had abandoned them. Mm.
0: They thought that you chose him. I chose him. Over them.
1: And the day he died, when my children stood with me, and that my children stood by me, Mm. I realised... That I didn't do such a bad job as a mother.
0: And good for you for that. Good for you for that. Did... Did James and the abuse ever rape you? I would call it rape. I would definitely
1: call it rape. Hmm. Because he would beat me up. And he would expect me to sleep with him. Hmm. And do you know how I hated him at that moment? At those moments, it wasn't just once, it was many times. Yes. Yes. And God must forgive me, but I prayed for him to die. Mm. I prayed many times
0: mm.
1: that he would die just to free myself. Mm from this
0: relationship. I am very, very sorry for what you (laughs) went through. 18 years is a lifetime for each and every one of those experiences, for all the words that he used to break you down, for the physical abuse, for making you feel trapped. Everything that you have been through, I am so, so sorry. I am happy that you're at a place where you want to open up and speak about it because there's so many women that are suffering silently um, at the hands of abuse of their partners. Mm. And so many people don't understand the cycle, the psychological cycle, yes. because it's easy to say you should have just left. It's easy to say that not understanding the dynamics of the fact that this is somebody that you love and also you hope that they will change. You you genuinely hope Mm -hmm. because you've seen their potential as a better person. You've seen what they are like when they are loving. You've seen what they are like, but they break you down so much that you start to not even recognize yourself or even feel that you are Are worthy worthy. of anything else? Definitely. Today, where are you? Today,
1: I live alone with my grandson, Mm -hmm. because I've got a 12-year-old grandson that lives with me. Yes. And um, my aim in life is to become a woman that other women can look up to.
0: Hmm.
1: and for somebody to come up to me and say, you know what, I'm in a position, and this is my position, Yes. you know, whether you can help me, hmm. or whether you can just chat to me, hmm. or just give me some advice. Because sometimes I feel that I'm not the best person to, to give advice. Yes. Because I lived through, I was an abused person for 18 years. Yes. But today, if I can go out there and speak to young girls, Let's start from pre-teens and tell them the signs of abuse, Mm. you know. And that is the impact that I want to make on somebody else's life. Mm. Mm. And whether it is... Because my aim was always to to open up a place where abused women can come. Yes. Because I was fortunate. I had places to go to. Mm. I had people to go to.
0: Mm.
1: But if I read stories about other women. They don't have got no one. Their mm. family wants to have nothing to do with them. Mm. So if you have a safe haven where you can set up maybe a mother and her two children yes. and empower them and give them skills and mm. develop them so that she can be self-sufficient at the end mm. of the day to go out there and make a difference mm. for her children
0: mm.
1: instead of leaving her children by somebody else mm. or by a family member. Yes, But... The worst part is that you have to give your children off. Yes, yes. And yes. what I also, is that the justice system, because I was reading quite a few articles before I was going to court about how women were prosecuted for killing mm. their partners. Mm. There's a lot of women that sitting in jail today for killing their partners.
0: Mm.
1: So just to be able to enlighten them and say to them, it's okay, you know, don't just go and tell your... Uh, Make a statement or whatever. Think about it and what led up Mm. to where, why you killed your husband or why you killed your partner Mm. or your boyfriend or whatever it was. Mm.
0: Mm.
1: And that is what I'd like to do, you know, Mm. is become like an ambassador for Mm. women out there to say, listen, yeah, if Alda could do it, you know, or if, if she could survive. Yes. Because what I didn't do, I didn't do deliberately. Mm. it was in all my in my self-defense yes so instead of you being carried out in a body bag you know Mm. save yourself and save your family
0: I'm going to ask you a hard question just to close off I'm not going to ask if you are happy that you killed him because I know for a fact you're not but I'd like to know if you are happy that he's no longer here and he's no longer a threat to you
1: yes I am happy Mm. I'm very happy.
0: Mm.
1: And I'm not... It's not a lie. I'm not making it up because I'm on TV or whatever. But I'm happy that he is no longer around to abuse me. Mm. And to make me feel less of a person. Because that's what he made me feel.
0: Do you ever miss the good moments?
1: Yes, I do. Mm. I miss the holidays. I miss the spoiling moments. Mm. And financially... He used to. He looked fine, uh, even though I had my own business or whatever. Mm. But and financially, I never struggled, you know. And now it's a bit of a struggle mm. <laughs> being on my own, you know. Do you still and, love him? No, mm. I've gone. I've passed that stage now. Mm. I used to put on my statuses and my Facebook, but I've reached a stage where he was just. I actually still love my first husband. Mm because he was such a good man. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I try and rekindle the memories that I had with him to my grandchildren so that I can uh, build the man, so that they can see the man that their grandfather was. Yes. Yes. Because according to me, James wasn't their grandfather. Yes. You know, even though he was part of my life for 18 years,
0: Mm.
1: but he was never their grandfather.
0: Mm. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you for opening up to us and thank you for your strength and your courage and your bravery. And, um, you know, there's so many things I could say. Your story is just so touching and I know it's one of many, but it's so unique and overwhelming. I can't imagine what you went through, but I'm so grateful that you came to share it with us. Somebody watching, I believe at least one person's life will change just from this conversation. So thank you so. so much. I hope so. Thank you. Thanks, thank you. Domestic violence, gender-based violence, abuse, all of it. It's completely unacceptable. It is so sad, you know, the tragic end of this particular story because a life is lost and while we feel relieved, we did not want, you know, a life to end. What we wanted was for abuse to end and that's what we hope can be the case. But for those of you that are seeking help, Please do speak out. We'll put up the details of who you can contact and where you can get assistance if you are feeling trapped. And please know we see you and we believe you. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a good night. Next time on Unpacked. I ended up subconsciously having a prayer that, you know what, God, I wish my mother could die. Was your mom always open with you about your father from as long as you can remember. She used to remind me how she wanted to abort me. The reason I failed to answer you when you ask who your father is, it is because I was raped and you were conceived.